Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's a sex-positive, polyamorous, pansexual, faux green type of show, and it's She's Gotta Have It up next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion. After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey. I know. Kobe's too good with a little prank. I know. I Ooh. love, 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 love. Love it. Hey, guys. What's up? Welcome to She's Gotta Have It. It's not 1986. It's 2017. And this is the She's Gotta Have It panel. And we're so excited that Spike Lee decided to make this amazing show. My name is Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom. And I have some amazing ladies with me, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi. Hey guys, I'm Mina Wahab, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mina Makes Magic. What's up, guys? This is Marielle Turner. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Marielle underscore Turner. Hey guys, it's Drew Jones, and you can follow me at all the things at OKDrewJ. Okay hey, ladies. Hey, what's yes. up? So, how do we first reactions? We're going to go around. How do you feel about what you've seen so far for She's Gotta Have It. What's up with you, Mina? I loved it, but all my family was over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I was like, there's way too much sex. <laughs> like, I like, like, put it on mute, and then unmute it, putting it on mute. So much sex. It. Yeah. So much. It was like an HBO show, practically. Okay. It was. But no, I loved it. I thought it was so well done. Awesome. What'd you think, Mariel? Yeah, I'm loving it. Um, I love Nola. I'm like, girl, this girl is like living the savage life yes. and has no qualms. Like, she puts herself first and I love that. So, yeah. Yeah, I was looking for it. My roommates did think I was watching porn. Right. <laughs> so did mine. She's like, what are you looking at? My was like, what you girl? I was like, I swear it's a like, show. I swear it's a <laughs> I'm like, I'm saying it as, you know, Nola's getting it in, but... No, I loved it. It was definitely a great um, tribute to the original. Amazing, amazing. So, for those who don't know, which you should know, if you're listening to this after show, this is the She's Gotta Have It after show, and the original came out in 1986. Mm -hmm. Not aging myself, but... Sure, we weren't born... I mean, I was born, but... I was a baby. But anyway, <laughs> I didn't really get a chance to see the movie until I got older to understand. Right. And when I seen this show, I'm like, yo, Spike, thank you, Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I thought it was such a dope homage to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So we'll start. So we have Nola Darlin, who I must say is my icon, my idol. Right. <laughs> Girls <laughs> living the life. Yes. I'm like, man. <laughs> Did you guys see the original movie? Yes. Mm -hmm. How do you guys like the new Nola Darlin? I think she is an amazing adaptation for like now, for the present time. I think she like she still has all the essence of Nola Darling from the original, but she's 2017 Nola. Right. So I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the same way. Like, you can really see the essence of the original character, but it's, like, updated, and, you know, she's a millennial, and she knows how to use social media, like, all of these things. So I really loved it. And I love that it didn't stray too far away yes. from what we know from the movie. So, yeah. 
It was a real Spike Lee joint because mm-hmm. you can always tell, even if you watch certain shows like Dear White People, they kind of paid homage to Spike because of the way they filmed it. Right. So watching this, I felt like I was literally watching some of Spike's movies. And you can tell with some of the characters, and we'll get into it, he paid homage to other characters from his other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I caught myself watching this literally like by myself, laughing out loud. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you did, Spike. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Nola Darlin. And Nola, you know, she has an interesting dating life. She is single. She you know it's no fucks given and she's mm-hmm. dating three men at the same damn time right and you know Both. it could be a, it could be a double standard because sometimes with men we say to men how do you remember things like this mm-hmm. how do you remember their names how do you remember the stories but we have a young woman a young black woman who kind of takes control of their narrative so you i just want to hear from you guys because we're going to do it a little different since we're only doing like two episodes mm-hmm. like how you guys felt about her character and how did you feel about nova dating three men at the same time and then we'll talk about the guys and We'll go from there. I mean, I feel like in today's day and age, it's way more acceptable. Like, even mm-hmm. being a fan of the Bachelor franchise, hey! like, it's literally the same thing. Because they get it in on the Bachelor. But I don't, I don't think three is a is a ton for her what? to juggle at the same time. But all three are so different that I'm just trying to think, like, what are you getting from each of these relationships exactly. right now? I feel like she wants all of these characteristics in one person, but instead it's like... <laughs> all these people, it's like you have the very stable one and you have the one mm-hmm. who's such a character who right. she has such a fun time with. But ultimately, I don't think any of them seem like a good, like an actual good <laughs> fit for her right now. Like the person she needs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I definitely, what I really love about the show is that I think you often see images of like men with a lot of women, right? right? Or juggling a lot of women or women fighting over men or something like that, right. that narrative. And so, just watching the show, I was like, this is really surprising. Like, you so rarely see a woman who's like, yeah, you know, I am dating him, but I'm also dating him. And it wasn't even really messy. Right. You know, it was very, like, cohesive almost. She was very honest. Yeah, she, she told them about honest. each other. I was very like, she's honest. a savage and an no. OG. Yeah. I and know. I love that. But I also think people respect you more when you're honest and upfront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yep. scary because you don't want to scare off the other person. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this girl is amazing. She's like, you will deal and you'll know about my other two right. bros. And it's totally fine. Yeah. yeah. She like put her happiness first. So. Yeah, I think... Um, there's always, like, articles about, like, what millennials have ruined. Like, it's a new thing every <laughs> yeah. week. And I think, like, we... One, I've seen numerous times that we're, like, the generation that isn't getting married. You know, we're putting mm-hmm. our career first. And I love that, like, one, it's a strong black woman who's, like, the head of this show. And that she's, like, doing it. And she's like, yeah, it's my career. And then y'all are, like, you get the crumbs. Like, yeah. and you're gonna deal with it because I'm, like, I don't have to give you all of me. You're lucky to have a piece of me. Okay. No! And I'm, like, I love seeing a black, I love seeing a strong black woman who knows her worth and her being the front runner of the show yes. and, like, everything circling around her and, like, her experience not like forming around others like everyone's right. forming around her so I'm obsessed with it I love it because she made her own rules yep. like she's like you know I only make love in my bed the mm-hmm. loving bed as she called it we're gonna do this how I wanna do it I'm like Nola you better let them know yes. so since we're talking about the guys so Nola is dating three guys at the same time and Mina you're right they're completely different so we will start with Jamie Overstreet so we see Jamie good looking brother mm-hmm. he's the banker with the suit right. little bouge he lives, <laughs> he lives in the heights as we call 
call it, which is downtown Brooklyn with all the rich people live at, where they film the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to the Heights, you're like, only rich people are on this side. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's spending time with Nola, but he's the he's the suited guy. He's the tight guy. Mm-hmm. And as we go on, we find some things out about Jamie. Mm-hmm. But when it first starts, you can tell, at least I can tell that he really liked Nola mm-hmm. at first. So how are you guys feeling, Jamie? I like him the most out of all you of do? them. But I, really? But I also feel like, for her... She's just going for the stability. She right. likes that he's like a solid, stable, put together guy. And he pays for a lot of her things. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, he does. As her friends call him the sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I did like Jamie. I did not like the fact that he was married. Girl, um, <laughs> speak about it. <laughs> and married, living in the same house. Even Listen. if he is in a different room, I was like, mm. I just didn't like because Jamie was having all these demands for Nola. Right, but I'm you're like, married. My brother, but you got a whole <laughs> wife and child. A whole wife. Because when it first starts off, I'm like, all right, Jamie's cool. Like, he knows what he wants and I'm mm-hmm. like wait a minute you mean to tell me this man is married and he keeps saying that there's that's the thing we're separated we just need to fill right. some papers out yeah and that's the thing about Jamie I'm like you're demanding of Ugh. Nola's time and energy and space but you're married like you can't like come brother on come on. if you don't get out of not, here yeah. he looks good and apparently he, does. he has he's fine he's great in the bedroom cause she had a tear yeah <laughs> she did no, she did, she did. I, I, I got a little teary eyed <laughs> for her it's like must be nice I was like can All I right. have that moment where I can just start crying just from some good cunnilingus uh, shout out to you Jamie so then we get to Mars who is my absolute favorite. My favorite. <laughs> and for those who don't know, Spike Lee played Mars in the mm-hmm. original movie. Mm-hmm. So Mars is the loud, crazy Brooklyn straight, yo, what's up? I'm from the Fort Greene projects. And, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, so we're in the Fort. So Fort Greene, I'll break it down really quickly. Fort Greene right now, Fort Greene has always been a place where black people have always lived and they own all their businesses. But it's been black people with I guess you could say with a different status. They mm-hmm. have money, but nothing bougie, but it's definitely Afrocentric in Fort mm-hmm. Greene. And it's always been that way, and that's something out of respect. Fort Greene projects are kind of in the middle with everything going on around it. Mm-hmm. So Mars is from Fort Greene projects. He's hood. He's half Latino. He's half black. And he makes Nola laugh. And he's him. he's a baby, though. He's a baby. He is. How yeah, do you guys feel about Mars? I mean, I really... I. I think she definitely has the most fun with him him out of anyone. And I think he, in some ways, he's very authentic. He's not afraid to make a fool of Mm -hmm. himself. He's very theatrical. Everything he does (laughs) is, like, trying to put on a show for her. And he genuinely wants to protect her and, like, pray that she succeeds. And I don't feel like... I, I feel like he's the type of jealous where... He's not the type of jealous where he doesn't want her to succeed and, like, feels intimidated by that. He wants the best for her. Whereas I think some of the other guys Ugh. want to feel needed by mm-hmm. her. With him, he's like, what can I do to help you? It's all about yes. her. Yes. And he's the youngest out of all three guys. He's the baby. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting to see how Mars is with Nola compared to the other two. Right. Yeah. Who him are older and on paper, they seem stable. Mm-hmm. But when you get to unwrap them, you're like, okay, Jamie... You <laughs> Then we get to Greer, my other favorite. So Greer is the <laughs> metrosexual nah. photographer who loves himself, who takes 50 million selfies. He's very LA to me. He's very, he's very LA. LA. He's I was going to say, uh, he's very light skinned, Morehouse. Girl. Atlanta, Georgia. Like, I got PTSD really? watching him. <laughs> 
I was like, oh my. Because I went, I went to yes. college down in Atlanta, and okay. I was like, oh, we have too many girls out here. <laughs> I was like, flashbacks. So I was just like, I can't handle it. He does remind me of LA mixed with like a little bit of Atlanta. And my favorite quote from him is, "There's nothing wrong with loving oneself. There's something that I love he myself." Trip. He yes. was hilarious. He made me laugh though. Like mm-hmm. I'm like Greer. Seriously, I thought he was gay, but there's no, you know, I guess he's a metrosexual, and mm-hmm. our girl Nola is a pansexual. So we, as Nola says, I'm not into labels, but. We do have Greer, so um, there's not a ton of substance there. Though. It's yeah, like, he's gorgeous, but and that's I it. mean, I think for like I think Greer's purpose, a lot of it was sexual for Nola. Well, yes. I think with Mars and Jamie, it's a deeper connection there. Mm-hmm. But I think with Greer, like, like she even calls him, I think her fuck buddy or something. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she never calls the other two that. Mm-hmm. So I just think a lot of that may have just been superficial. And, I think so because he looks really good. He's yeah, great he's to fine. look at. Mm-hmm. He so, is fine. Yeah, I mean. I'm like, I don't but, Mars, <laughs> but Mars, but Mars, Mars takes out all the goofy stuff. I was like, what's really good though? But like, Mars took his hair down. I, was, I know, <laughs> little sexy little thing. I was like, okay, okay. And it was even interesting because, like, at the beginning, you, we seen her having sex with Greer and Jamie, and I was like, oh, is she ever gonna have sex with Mars? But Me they too. got it, and I was like, all right, even though he's 22, he can hold it down. Right, like he knows what he's doing, <laughs> and he seems very down for her. Yeah, and it's funny going into it. Like when I first watched first episode, I was like, Mars seems like he's gonna annoy me as a Girl. character. Like he's just too much. He's over the top. <laughs> These jokes aren't that funny. But then, like halfway through, I'm like, I love him. Like he's hilarious. He's down for her. So yeah, he's my favorite. He's like yeah, the I underdog say, that you. Yeah, for. I think. He's like the epitome of like opposites attract. I think he's like yes. everything mm-hmm. she needs to like because some she gets a little too uptight sometimes. Yeah, I think yeah. he is oh. like perfect for that. I don't know. I'm I love it. I'm Team Mars. Team Mars. Dang, and at the end, I think when we do our next show, I'm gonna see where you guys are after the other five episodes that we do. But the one thing she said, Mars makes my sides hurt from laughing. Mm-hmm. And I always say, well, a quote from Marilyn Monroe: "If you can girl, make a girl laugh, you can make her do anything." That's true. Mm-hmm. That was my high school true. quote in the yearbook. Ah! But my mom's like, "Why is that happening?" <laughs> so we meet Nola's friends. Yeah, which I believe we didn't. She didn't really have friends in the movie. Mm-hmm. So we meet three of her different friends, and her first friend is Chloe. Um, and we learn that her and Chloe used to be roommates. But we also learn <laughs> that, my girl, that my girl Chloe used to mess with Mars, which I can't even compute because uh, Chloe is, Mars makes people laugh. Yeah, because <laughs> Chloe is not that she's uptight, but you know. She, it, they're just so opposite. Very different. I could see Nola, but when I, I was, I was like, wait, she messed with Mars. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. Yeah. But you know, and I think Chloe, the reason she said she moved out was because <laughs> Nola had too many randos in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Too many men were coming in and out, and like Nola told her, "Well, girl, if you're not feeling it, you need to move out." And what does she do? She moves up the street from her. And I liked how they meet. They they maintain their friendship, mm-hmm. even though Nola dated the guy she was dating. Yeah. Even Ooh. though she kind of ran out the house, they're still friends. That's so weird to me, but yeah. I think it almost speaks to Nola's character as yeah. just being like a cool person and someone that just has like a very like a quality that's so intangible right. you can't put, like put a word on it at all. But um, she's just very magnetic and people love her yeah. regardless of her flaws. Even though, like, I can't imagine staying friends with someone who's that inconsiderate. Yeah, I feel like in real life people would be like, mm, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it because, like, my I have a childhood best friend who I've known since I was three mm-hmm. years old, and we have we do all kinds of stuff together. But the thought of living with her, I would rather shave my head. <laughs> like, and so I kind of, but like, I love everything about her. There are things right. about her that like stress me out. But like, 
I don't know. Like, I guess just like when you're that good at friends, it like doesn't really matter. But like roommate situations change a lot of things for a lot of people. Honey. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, vacations and being roommates. Yeah. Yes. That's how you know you who your friends are. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> after being a roommate with someone, you really learn who people are. So I give it to Chloe for even still being able to be a friend because I was going to ask you guys, have you guys ever, you know, did the girl code thing or you did something out of character or you did something to your friend that wasn't a part of the girl code? Mm. Not to put no, you guys on blast, but... I can't think of anything like that. I mean, I feel like that's territory you just don't go just into. Yeah. Someone, yeah. Say, I someone dated been, someone, you don't go... Like, there's so many people in the world. Exactly. Why would you go for that one person? I, I couldn't do that to a friend because I wouldn't want them to do it to me. Exactly. So, like, if you're an ex or some, a boo, something... I'm not interested. I was gonna say I haven't done to someone, but I've had someone do it to me. Ooh. And we're cool now, but like I just I don't know. She's there for certain things, but not all things. You kinda right. look at them you a little yeah, differently. Yeah, it's like I peep you like you're cool, but I peep. I peep the game. I peep the game. I'll peep you, girl. I'll peep you. Yeah, game recognized game. <laughs> <laughs> so in the first episode, it's Nola's birthday yeah. and our dude Jamie comes through and he sleeps over and Nola's phone rings. And she's in the bed Ooh, with she's, Jamie. She's bold. And my girl <laughs> picks up the phone, and it's boot number two. Boot she is so fire. <laughs> savage. Like, she's I literally in the bed. But not I, only did that, she pick up the phone, she turned me. her back. Like, Tell just, us why, it just It's so annoying, and it's obnoxious, because in some ways, I feel like... It's she's like intentionally being disrespectful. Yeah. It's like a way to get attention <laughs> and have him be like, "Oh, who are you talking to? Like, who is that?" It's like her, like either consciously or subconsciously trying to get a reaction to get validation yeah. that she mm. wants from him. So for whatever reason, even though she projects like this confidence, which she does have to a certain degree, I think she does in some ways feel insecure when she sees someone like Jamie who's so established mm-hmm. and he she even says like you just have ever you're where I want to be like that's what she says yeah so it just kind of shows you that she wants him to kind of like she doesn't want to be owned but she wants that validation wants, from yeah. Him. yeah yeah well I feel like I noticed she kind of did it to Greer too in some situations but she never really did it to Mars and I feel right. like it's because Greer and Jamie both have this like superiority complex mm-hmm. where like and so she's just like all right like two can play that game I'm gonna make you feel like how y'all are trying to make me feel and Ooh, that's interesting you're right and, yeah. I mean Jamie's married yeah so maybe in her mind maybe like she wouldn't do that to like a Mars but she's probably saying to herself this guy is married yeah I respect him but I'm a single woman and there's no way you're gonna be in my loving bed telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Not only does she pick up the phone, she turned her back. I was like, you know what, no. Nola, Nola, darling. Girl. And that's the thing, like, I do feel, it's because I didn't think about that, the fact yeah. that he is married, and at first I was like, you know, a common courtesy, like, just go into the bathroom right. or something. Crazy. But that is a good point, you know, he has a whole wife, so he can't really tell her, hey, don't talk on the phone Right, because at first when I seen that, I'm like, Nola, girl, come on <laughs> Yeah. Now. That's a little rude. <laughs> But then as I get to know Jamie, and I'm like, this man got a whole Cheryl at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, at first I felt bad, and I think the census was, but we, I think we all were like, Nola, you're a savage, and you're amazing. Yeah. So as the a show goes on, you know, the men know about each other. Nola's very open, and she doesn't give a fuck. Excuse my language, she just doesn't. But you can tell the men are a little insecure, because Greta asks, am I your only... Am I the only person you're sleeping with? Yeah. Am I on your fuck buddy? Now, mind you, they know about each other. But they're starting to, like, question things. And I just love that Nola is letting them know, like, guys... I'm here with you today. Mm. That's all you need to know. Which, <laughs> how many times has someone tried to pull that on a, 
a man would. Oh, men that's men. game that a man would say yeah. to a woman. And yeah. you know, sometimes women were like, oh, but men have said that. Like, yeah. I'm just here with you. Right. Let's like, be in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Noah think... hit them with the. I had to do the. <laughs> there's a meme when homeboy's like, I'm like, did Noah just hit them with the OG <laughs> yeah. game? She's like, I'm here with you. That's Don't all that matters. We're good. I was reading like reactions to this show like on Twitter and a lot of the guys were really butthurt by Noah. And I was they like, were. Men, I just feel like, no shade to the men, but when there's ever a strong, even with Insecure, mm-hmm. people were so mm-hmm. upset at Issa and it's all, and it's like, men are just so intimidating. They get scared because they have to, because, you know, I've had these debates with my friends about women and sex and I used to debate with my friend because the whole stereotype is women only cheat from emotion. Right. Or women only have sex and they get attached. And they don't I'm really like, want it. some women are like that, but there are women who can casually just have sex and be okay. Mm-hmm. And I think men are scared because they're like, wait, women are really like this in real life. Right. Like, and, well, what if this happens to me? Or what yeah, if exactly. I pull the savage move on me? So know? they get upset at the the eight the Issa's and the Nolas and even women from like the show Girlfriends. They're just strong, yeah. independent women. I always notice that men are always in their feelings on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, always. But it's fun to go to their pages and read like their other tweets and it's like they're doing the same thing. Exactly. I was like But you know women, we gotta stay at home in that kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> According to them. According to them. Um, but you know what's one thing that's interesting? I wonder because I think them being in Brooklyn, them being in New York has a big part of how that happens. Because yes. mm. I feel like in New York, I lived there for a little bit, like just the people there are just different. You know what I mean? So like if different. that were to happen in real life, I feel like Brooklyn and New York is New York City stuff. Yeah. Yo, you're absolutely right. Where guys would be like, yeah, I'm down for that. Like, and, sure, and, I'll show you. Because I've seen guys. they were asking people's <laughs> reactions about it. Like, you know, I think it was promo for the show. Uh-huh. And they were asking men in the street, and men are like, you know what? Men, we used to do it, and I think it's okay for women. I think you're right because New York City, we're, we're such a big, diverse city, mm-hmm. and it's easier for us just to date. I'm from New York. I grew up in Boston. I moved back to New York in 2009. My dating was so different when I moved back to New York. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> I had options. Because in New York City, there's just so many of us, and we're so open, and we not, people don't really judge you. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. feel like you're right. Like, this was the perfect background. I felt like Brooklyn, Fort Greene, New York was the perfect place for Enola Darling mm-hmm. and her three booze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like nobody was really judgy. But speaking about judging, her friends... Yeah. <sighs> it's great when you have friends that understand you, but your friends may say they're not going to judge you, but once in a while... Mm. They do. They pass. <laughs> they judge. Yeah. So they tell Nola, are you going to give your vagina a rest? How do you remember all these guys? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had they friends like that? jealous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First of all, vaginas are made to push out babies, so we don't need to give it a rest mm. at all. Okay. We strong. <laughs> like, I go. promise you, no damage is being done. <laughs> like, We're good. It goes... Never mind. You're good. But I, do, I think some of that did stem from, like, a jealousy or maybe, mm-hmm. like, a desire to want to be able to say the things that they want so strongly mm-hmm. and demand what they want mm-hmm. and value themselves enough to be like, look, this is what I want. Either you get with it or you can go. Mm-hmm. And I think they, a lot of them, didn't have the confidence that Nola had. And that's probably why they're projecting on her, like, oh, girl, like, I just want to give it a break and, you know, all that stuff. I think that had something to do with it. It's crazy. I think part of it is jealousy, but I also think that part of it is them not respecting her because, to a degree, she does have a fear of commitment. Right? Yeah, she And, does. like, you see that. Like, you see she wants to feel like she's desired by all these yes. people and she wants that validation. And, yeah, she is strong and she is independent, but I think you even see it when she decides to take a break from guys entirely and go for someone else like you finally see like 
once she gets closer to someone, when she thinks she has the upper hand, mm-hmm. she ends up getting her heart broken. Mm-hmm. So Who's that's, the, that's the, the only time. Yeah. That's the only time that she can actually, I think, feel vulnerable is right. when she thinks she has the upper hand. I think I, so. It I, takes I like her a while to like get comfortable with people, and I think that's why she keeps her options open. Yeah, like, she's still independent, still, still. strong. But <laughs> I'm glad she's in I therapy. I do. I, I, yeah. yeah. And I'm happy that Spike put that on the show because, especially in like the black community and people of color, mm-hmm. therapy is so like, taboo. Don't do it. Yeah. You don't do therapy. <laughs> you gotta pray and, it out. Right. Pray it out. And, and I think, oh God, will do it for you. Yeah. No shade, but and I think with the black community and people of color, we don't understand mental illness mm-hmm. so I was so happy to see that she had a black therapist a woman therapist and she was just in therapy and talking yeah. because on the outside people may look at Noah and be like something's definitely wrong with her yeah. she's having sex with all these people and but it's like maybe she's just really comfortable with herself so we see a young woman who's comfortable and confident and strong and we see her kind of vulnerable because <laughs> the typical New York thing a guy well not the attack part but there's a guy in the street she's walking home it's late at night oh, yeah, and he tries shit. to holler at her and she says no and so he feels the need to grab her mm. and assault her and call her a bitch. Call her a bitch. Yeah. It's I'm, like I'm guys are nice to you until they don't get what they oh want. God, and all of a sudden, they get rejected. They I'm like, this is you ain't that fine anyway. I'm like, but you just okay. tried to talk to me, and that it just reminded it brought me back to being home in New York, where someone would try to holler at you, and if they you say no, they're like, well, f you too, bitch. Right. You're yeah. ugly. You you're not I could have sworn you was just trying to get my number. Yeah. So we see her, you know, being attacked by this guy, and it scares her to her core when now we're starting to see as the episodes are going she has a little PTSD where she's now yeah. freaking out when guys are approaching her and mm. we see her putting up her art you know to express herself a little mm-hmm. bit more so have you guys ever been not in a weird situation like that but ever been hollowed at or you ever felt uncomfortable where a guy you rejected a guy and he you know mm-hmm. disrespected you yeah, yeah 100% and I feel like it's so scary because like there have been times where I'm like I'm gonna wear a ring just so that I'm <laughs> yeah. not in like a position where I have to reject or I have an excuse when I shouldn't even have right. to have an excuse at all. Mm-hmm. Like especially in this industry where people think that you know it's okay to like push the boundaries a little more and yeah. because they think you're young or they think you're naive and yeah. or you're sweet. And this or is whatever. a good time, especially with all the, sc- yeah. the scandals that are going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And this, and I'm like Spike Lee, you've done it again, sir. Yeah, you know. And I, I think it was very smart for him to put that in because we you know as women we we deal with a lot. Yeah, we deal with issues, sexual assault, harassment, racism. I mean, low pay. Yeah, we, so everything in this show, I'm like, man. And, and I feel like it doesn't matter what color or race you are, you mm-hmm. can you can relate to either someone on the show. You can relate to the problems and the issues that mm-hmm. were going on. Mm-hmm. Gentrification in Brooklyn. We talked about this on our last show. You know what I'm saying? People moving into the neighborhood. We meet neighbor Bianca, mm-hmm. who is not too happy <laughs> about the loud noise that's going on yeah. outside. So I really love that they pinpointed different things that were happening and mm-hmm. our poor girl Nola was attacked. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so relevant to put in street harassment because like you said, first of all, sexual assault is in the news like every day right now um, and I don't know a single woman that hasn't been harassed yeah. or Girl. had something thrown at them walking down. I don't know a single oh. woman that hasn't yeah. had that happen. Or you have to feel you to put your headphones yeah. in even or, though you're not listening to anything so you're exactly. not harassed. Or rejecting yeah. a man and having him lash out. Like it's so common so that's what I love especially because Spike Lee is a man himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he really didn't have to you know write this story that way or include those yeah. little things that like really relates to a woman's experience right. mm-hmm. and so yeah I just love that it's very honest. Yeah, Except this it. time around, he did have a bunch of female writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Shout, writers. To, shout out think, to Spike for that. I think yeah. it definitely was. It definitely was a big yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did appreciate that we get to see like the 
after effects of like be, just because I think yeah. um, a lot of people just think like oh it happens and like women are strong and we're supposed to keep it pushing stuff but like I know for me when I first moved out to LA I lived downtown and like downtown like they don't care like yeah, I remember like I'd be like I'd be, I'd be like oh I have a boyfriend I don't have a boyfriend but like I have a boyfriend <laughs> they're like oh so we can't be friends oh that's like, the best line yeah best leave me alone line. like they just are so persistent and for a while there like I would just be very like timid towards men in general yeah. mm-hmm. like just not when it and I like that Spike Lee show that like this that this is an issue this does has have a lasting effect like it is something that needs to be like resolved. So I love that he did that. Nice I was like, shout out, to, shout out to the writers. Yeah, really great writers on the show. I love that there's now women because I think men understand, you know, the view. They made a funny point when you have women in certain positions, especially entertainment. Yeah, I ain't gonna get in trouble. Like, mm-hmm. keep the women around. So I'm happy that they had the writers on the show. So we start to get into episode two, and you know, unfortunately, we have to try to cram in five episodes in our little short time so yeah. guys don't be mad at us we're gonna try our hardest to so now we i wanted to just do one and then we can now get into like the different characters mm-hmm. right you guys don't mind yeah do that. let's do it so Perfect. we meet shemeka shemeka oh, who is shemeka. So, totally different from her other homegirl mm-hmm. shemeka is brooklyn west indian black goddess yes but shemeka's insecure very and Shemeca. This also feels like another LA thing. I'm like, is this yeah. New York? Because it feels very like Beverly Hills. I think I'm gonna a get lot plastic surgery. Is the industry right? Yeah, yeah. Shemeca's in inter- Well, she's like at the club, the dance club, just entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then there's Greer. He's also in entertainment. So I think a lot of it is reflection on yeah. that yeah. Yeah. industry, right. where right. it's like, ooh, this really brings a lot of insecurities, or you know, narcissism, or <laughs> like yes. I don't know, one of well, the two. I love that Shemeca is West Indian because I'm Jamaican and and the cult a lot of there's a lot of like beauty issues in the West Mm -hmm. Indian culture just because like you know with whitewashing and with you know we're expected to have these big asses and big boobs and everything like that and a lot of it I don't have a booty so a lot of (laughs) us we're just all built differently yeah everybody's built differently so I love that um, he chose to have her be Jamaican just because I think a lot of my girlfriends and stuff and a lot of my family was like, yeah, this is, like, a legit... Like, in Jamaica, like, getting your skin bleached is, like, so normal. Yeah, it's like a thing. It's, like, so wild to me because I'm like, I love dark skin. So I'm like... Yes, chocolate. Yes. So I'm just like, what's going on? But I love that, you know, it was kind of like his... He was just shining light. Another time he was shining light mm-hmm. on a very real issue. Spike mm-hmm. does that. And I like that when he the issue was brought up because Shemeca now wants to get her booty done because she's a dancer and she works at... Well, she waits table at this clubs. Mm-hmm. She wants to be a dancer and she feels like the girls have bigger booties mm-hmm. and I'm like this girl's beautiful yeah <laughs> like stunning. insanely beautiful gorgeous there, I'm like, there was someone I can't remember who they showed but it looked like someone like literally stuffed a pillow with her ass the lady who did the show yeah, yeah you know and, and that's what's going on today where these oh, where women feel like we have to go to the underground basements because that's what Shemeca did mm-hmm. you have to get the money to go to someone's illegal house and they're shooting you up with shit that you don't even know yeah. what's inside of that just to get the booty and I like that Nova Cesar, what do you think your daughter's gonna think? Mm-hmm. I'm not judging you, yeah. but think about your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like that they brought that up, and Spike is good at that. He'll mm-hmm. shine a light on things. Yeah, and I like that she's problems. like she thinks it's pretty like Nikki because a lot of yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of young girls, and then we meet the students. They think things like that, right? It's okay, and I just feel like as a woman, I know Shemeca's so insecure. I'm like, I wish she can see how beautiful she mm, is. She's stunning, and it's funny because it reminded me. I watched an interview with Cardi B. You know, yes. she was a dancer, mm-hmm. and she actually had that exact experience where she wasn't getting a lot of attention, a lot of money at the club because she thought her ass was flat. So she oh. went to somebody's apartment in New York and 
got injections and she still to this day doesn't know what That's was crazy. injected. There's a woman who just went to jail for that because mm-hmm. she was yeah. injected. Yeah, I heard about some, that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With stuff you just don't know. And I get it. It's tough. Especially, you know, you know, we all live in LA. We all work in the industry. So we know firsthand how tough it is to try yeah. to keep yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that women are doing, you know, women and men, they have to go to these basements and they get filled up with shit that they don't even know what's yeah. in there. And a lot of people are losing their lives. Yeah. I feel like it's really wild too because in the black community, like, like for the longest time, like, you know, having hips, having curves and stuff was so frowned upon by society. And then, like, the Kardashians come and basically Girl. put everything <laughs> that a black woman is Big on their lips. body. And then it's so and now, Yeah, now it's, it's desired again. And so now black women who had those bodies in the first place feel like they have to go and, like, match up Keep to up. It. Mm-hmm. It's just this, like, ridiculous bullshit so cycle. So, so weird. Um... I'm happy that Spike shined the light on that because yeah. it was yeah. it's big and that's what's going we have we either know someone or we know know someone mm-hmm. who's going through something like that um, we also meet Nola's parents yes. and for those who know Spike mm-hmm. Spike loves putting his sister his sister loves love her seeing her she plays Nola's mom and Spike is so dope because if you guys remember Spike's sister was in Do the Right Thing mm-hmm. and the reason I bring up Do the Right Thing is because Spike paid homage to three I, I, I came up with three characters I don't know with you guys I feel like the mayor, which is the mayor from To the Right Thing, Ozzy Davis's yeah, character. Yep. I'm like, wait a minute. Miss um, Janie, I feel like that was Ruby uh, D's character, mm-hmm. who was arguing with the mayor. And now, of course, his sister is in the thing. So, did you guys feel nostalgic when you seen Spike's yeah. sister pop up? Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, what's up, girl? <laughs> yeah. She's like a mom now. Yeah. You can always which is tell. Wild. Right. You, like, you can always tell a Spike Lee joint to me. Like, oh, it's so many gosh. things that make it so unique. Yeah. And it's like, no matter what movie, if it's a TV show, it doesn't matter. Like, it's so clear, oh, this is a Spike Lee movie. Yes. Like, so many things. Yeah. Yes. So, another character we meet, Jamie's wife. I don't know. Uh, I don't hate her. I don't know why I said it like that. I don't that. hate her either. But I feel bad. Yeah. Jamie's wife. So, when you first watch the show, you feel for Jamie. You're like, wow, this is a guy who really knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. Then you meet Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And you see that they're not having the greatest marriage. They don't mm-hmm. communicate with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And it like blew my mind when I, but it didn't blow my mind because there's a lot of men and women in these situations. Mm-hmm. And they claim that they're separated or they're leaving their wives and they're dating someone. So do you look at it like, okay, Nola, you know what you're doing? You're the bad person? Or do you look at it like, Jamie, you need to relax and chill out because you have a wife at home. You don't need to be in a whole relationship. Or are they both to blame? I think, I feel like I'm going to say it's more on Jamie in the situation, only because Nola's so honest right. about what she wants from the get-go. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, Nola, girl, like, if you're as free bird or whatever, like, I'm all for <laughs> getting what you want and stuff, but, like, you're beautiful. There are plenty. Non-married. Plenty, yeah, non-married dudes. You have two of them. Hello. Already. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, like, that just, it leaves a weird taste in my mouth. I don't like that. But to be fair... Like, Nola doesn't want commitment at all. I think it's just weird because, like, Jamie wants commitment from her, from her specifically, though, when he already has something established at home. But, I mean, I think this type of thing is such a case by case basis where sometimes it's so clear that the person who's separated has every intention of divorcing. But in this instance, it almost feels like if things go well with the wife and things turn mm-hmm. around, he's going to try to balance two at the same time. Yeah, yeah like That's I what agree. it seems like. But I don't think, like, right now, like, in the beginning, in the right. first five episodes, that's his thought process. I think he legitimately likes Nola, but Nola is an escape from the life he has and the marriage that he has that mm-hmm. isn't working. So the reason he wants yeah. commitment from her is mm-hmm. because I think he just kind of sees her as this 
solution to his problem exactly. yes. and not yes. necessarily yes. like valuing every aspect of her. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I do think it's on both only because I feel like Nola knows enough to know that like this man at least still lives with his wife and yeah. his son. So if he's, I mean, if he's separated, like you said, it's case by case, but like if he's in, still in the house, I think it should be enough to be like, you know what? I'm just not even gonna. This is weird, right? I'm not even gonna try to get anywhere in this. Right. Like, I think figure out your shit. And, yeah. You know. I think it's the kid part that bothers me more than yeah. the teen thing. Like, I don't know. Do you do grown folk business? But like, when there's a kid involved, I just kind of feel like. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. The, Be careful. Uh, with I, it. I, 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 it's like do your thing, but I think it's just weird because he still lives there. Yeah. Now it's different if they're legit separated and they don't even live together. Because that's even a thing where like you meet a guy and you're dating and he's like, oh, well, I still kind of live with my still, baby mother. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, like, no, no, no. attachments, sir. No. Like handle that. It's yeah. weird. You guys are not roommates. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's so it's like. Even though she doesn't want commitment, it's like I think but she does. She I think do- she it's like does she doesn't because this is the thing that bothers me. Like when they're out eating dinner, she's like, "How come you haven't introduced me to your friends?" But she's she not his know what girlfriend. She wants. Nola don't know she's what the hell not she wants. His girlfriend. I love Nola, but I think as humans, we say one thing and we like, "I don't want it." But as a human, she felt some type of way, so we'll go into yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So Nola buys this amazing little black dress. Mm-hmm. She's being followed in gentrified Fort Green, which I loved because mm-hmm. I know exactly where that boutique is. Actually, really cute boutique. <laughs> And she buys it. I think she bought the dress to try to prove a point. Yeah. And with the dress, we that. have three different reactions from mm-hmm. her man friends. So with Jamie, Jamie loves the dress, but he just doesn't want it out in public. Right. And he's scared. He wants he her to cover want, up. Which he, I roll. I'm like, Jamie, if you don't sit your black ass down. That's what I said. <laughs> Shut right? up, Jamie. He's like, oh, it's cold. Put this on. I'm like, seriously. But, you know, I, but I, I didn't think it was just him. Like, I think that was one of the reasons. Right. But I think he was also embarrassed because that's it's, like, a high-class restaurant. That's so I think I it yeah. made her feel like yeah. shit. Because she's like, oh, am I not good enough right. or classy enough for you? And then he you? said something like, this isn't a club in Miami. I, yeah. was, like, I was like, okay, well, let me go. You have a good night, Right, son. you have a good night. It felt here. like a pretty yeah. woman kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Then, like, you're loving up on her. You love this dress, but now you're embarrassed yeah. because your partner's in college might see it. Happens, his partner sent over some champagne that's and he is embarrassed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I'm saying to myself, as a married man, yes, you are separated, but people know you with and your wife with and your kid. wife. You are walking into public with your other boo. So now you run into your colleagues and now you feel some type of way. So Nola now it's like, how come you never really introduced me? Mm-hmm. She can feel the tension, yeah. you know, the vibes. And it's like, I don't know what he expected, really. I don't know if you're bringing her around your spots, like, you're going to run into <laughs> some people. Yeah, because it's mad way that, like, you can love her in the dark, but you can't be out in exactly. the light with her. Like, yeah. that's mad corny to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was super corny. And I'm, I'm happy that she told him goodnight when he dropped her home. Yeah. yeah. And he almost had it. And I was like, Jamie, just shut up so you can go upstairs. And he kept talking. <laughs> I'm like, bro. You almost got it, Jamie. Yeah, no. So we see his reaction, then we see Mars's reaction. It's always Team Mars. So know, she comes out with Mars. the dress, a little different style with the Jordans, because mm-hmm. Mars is obsessed with Michael Jordan. He prays to Michael Jordan at night. So cute. And he prays for <laughs> so Nola, which I love. <laughs> so we see. He prays for Nola. He prays for her. How beautiful I is that? Heart Mars. <laughs> Come Mars on, baby Mars. Mars is everything. So he, he takes her to this reggae club, which I love again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Little West Indian feel. Hey. And he, he's having a good time. She's out with the dress. And there's a guy who's being a dick. Of course. Who. Which was so uncalled for. You know, Mars stepped on your sneakers by accident, but bro, we're in a club. It's okay. Mm-hmm. He tries to holler at Nola and he gets aggressive. Her PTSD kind of slips ah! in. She kind of, <laughs> she shoves him. 
they come outside and Mars, it's not that he was judging her, but he also made the mistake and said, well, you know, that dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> that dress. And to know it's like, whoa, whoa. What do yeah. you mean, Miss Jones? Yeah, How do you guys yeah. feel about Mars's reaction? I mean, I, I just think it's not just men who think that way. No. I think women oh, think that yeah. way. Like, I, sometimes I, I catch so my mom saying certain things, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Mom, you can't talk like that. Mm-hmm. Like, just because someone dresses a certain way doesn't mean that, like... It's it's like even if you're naked walking down the street, right. like if someone right to touch me, right. if someone does something, that's on them. That's not on you. But like, and like even like rape culture, I don't even yes. think yes. I don't even think that it's about you know how someone is dressed. I think it's just a matter of like it's like a power dynamic, like Mm -hmm. conquering someone who's weaker than you. And I thought this episode was really dope because of right now what's going on with the rape culture and Mm -hmm. so many people on social media saying things like, if you weren't dressed that way. Right. If you didn't wear that. Bro, it has nothing to do with how you're dressed. And I love that that was pointed out because you're Mm -hmm. right. Men and women can be judgy sometimes with what a woman may have on because Mm -hmm. a lot of the comments are coming from women on social media towards other women. And that's actually surprising me. I'm like, really? Yeah, like, sometimes I catch myself doing it to myself even, right. and it's I hate so that. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I mean, I remember one time I was so upset because someone came on to me, and it was a professional setting, and I mm-hmm. told him this is super inappropriate, and I was mm-hmm. really, really upset by it. And I remember like. I kept thinking, I remember, like, after he did that, like, I put on my jacket, even though I wasn't even right. wearing anything revealing, yeah. but I kept thinking, oh, my God, am I wearing something too revealing? Are my shoulders and that's yeah. we have right. to think about why, Like, why do I have to think about that? I didn't do anything wrong just because I'm being friendly. I'm not, like, flirting and being friendly are two mm-hmm. different things, and I just, it just sucks when it's so ingrained in our culture that you have to unlearn the things yes. that you've yeah. been taught your whole life. Yeah. Definitely. I think, like, society definitely teaches you that. And I think in the perfect world, Mars would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, you look so good, baby. Yes. And he was just a hater or whatever. But realistically, that's probably what he would say. Yeah. Something like, well, you know, in that dress, I mean. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I like But that. I love how, like, Mars he cuts so cute. some I know. Like, for whatever reason, he's so he get out of anything. Because he genuinely doesn't realize that what he's doing is wrong. But he wants so much to make her happy. And I, I think she sees that. So... With her, like, she just, like, he, he can, like, get out of any situation. He can, because even when he did what he did, it was because it's Mars. He's young. He's yeah, learning. he doesn't know better. His intentions are good. It's good. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what she was like, okay. Yeah. She's like, I'll let it go. And then we get to, you know, we get to Grant's reaction, which was a little different, but she comes over with the dress. He's, he's a photographer. He's an amazing photographer. And he starts taking photos of her. And she starts to feel a little uncomfortable. That's the part I didn't get. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, really was like, girl, what? Why are you tripping? Like, I little, don't understand. Because <laughs> it was a little weird because I'm like, you're having a good time. Yeah, it's like you and you, your boo. Getting sexy. And I, he was sexualizing the thing, but as we know, her and Grant have a lot of sex. Yeah. So I think in his mind, he was like, yes, get sexy for me. Yes. Yeah, like a foreplay yeah. thing, It was maybe. kind of foreplay, and I think he was being turned on. And, she, and I also think it goes back to her attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I think, yeah, I kept thinking that. I was like, because after she was so upset, I'm like, wait, why is he, <laughs> I was like, what why is he even I'm like, apologizing? Because I'm like, you can me all day. What yeah. did you do wrong? But I think, I think what it was is like, it was like the final straw. Yes. Like she kept yeah. feeling this way. Like he was the third person, by the way. Like yeah. in that little and, black dress yes. scenario. So she's just like, I hate this black dress. Yeah. Like what's it's an effect I'm not an object. It's funny because one of my guy friends was like, I don't get why women act the way they do when when we approach them. And I'm like, bro, do you know how many men have approached a one woman in a day? So when it gets to yeah. number twenty five, yeah. her reaction oh, may right. not be 
what you might want it to be. So I think you're right. When it came to him, he's the third person. Mm-hmm. And I think she was like, bro, I'm just <laughs> right. over this. So Nola says, I'm not going to let some fuck boy fuck up my flow. Favorite quote. So we see Love Nola, that. she does this radical cleanse. She says, no weed, no social media, no uh, alcohol, and no men. Yeah. No penis will come between us. Yes. So she cleanses, and then we meet Opal. Opal! Yeah. Real quick, Girl before, crush. before we get into Opal, I just want to say another thing Spike Lee did amazingly was like have a woman of color sexually harassed more than once. Like Because I think, especially right now with everything yes. that's going on, it's mainly white women that are in the spotlight. Yeah, and, and statistically, women of color have a much higher rate of sexual yes. violence. And so to see it in different, like so many different scenarios from the club to just a nice dinner to, you know, whatever, to see that whole like rape culture thing topic be brought up, I just was like... You. Thank you, Spike. Spike, Spike, Spike is getting, you know, because, you know, Spike dealt with a lot of flag back in the mm-hmm. day when he filmed his movies and the yeah. rumors of my pain. And I think that Spike Lee is a legend. Mm-hmm. And I think now he's learning, like, yo, let me bring these women writers in. Let's, let me sit down with women and write about women. It's not like a bunch of men sat down and wrote this. It's yeah. women and men who can have that conversation. Like, actually, this is what we go through. Mm-hmm. You guys yeah. can't write about what we go through. Same thing with people of color. Like, if you have a show, but it's on all white cats, it's like, mm-hmm. how do you... You yeah. don't know my experience. Yeah. So I think that's really dope. Spike is super cool. But she goes on her radical cleanse and we meet Opal. Baddie. I was girl crushing hard. She's everything. Man. She's, she wow. has her own business. She has oh. a fabulous apartment. She's a cute little daughter. Like, she's Living honest. life. Living she life. has a nursery of plants. <laughs> yeah. Just a beautiful woman. And, you know, we learned that her and Nola dated and Nola friend zoned her. Like, she probably does everybody else. Mm-hmm. She kind of threw her away. So Opal now said going into this, I don't want to get my feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. So we see they're kicking it and they're having amazing sex. Mm-hmm. And Nola did something that shocked me. She went to her therapist and was gushing. Right? Yeah. Like, awesome is everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm so She's planning weddings. Yeah, <laughs> planning the wedding. And I think it's, I think she missed some therapy session. Like, yeah. she sees a lot of women she wants to be. And I think that's why she's so, a part of the reason why she's so attracted to Opal. It's yeah. like, she admires her so much and she's like, that's the woman I want to be in a few years. And I think that really makes the attraction grow. Opal's mm. beautiful. I'm like, hi. I don't yeah. like women, yeah, but now I like she's Opal. Gorgeous. she's gorgeous. And I just gorgeous. like the way she talks and her tone and she's soft and, you know, and even during she's the episode. She's so grounded. I, I think know. that's what it is. I think, I think that in a way, Nola is just attracted to stability yep. so much, mm-hmm. but she has more fun with like... Amar. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But she craves, because she craves stability because yes. she's an artist and she doesn't have that... So she, like, anytime she sees someone that has their shit together, she's, she's like, like ah. I want that. I'm attracted to this. Let me pursue this. Well, mm-hmm. I think also Opal, in a way, is also kind of an artist, but, like, with her plants and whatnot. And to see Opal have so much, like, sense of self and, like, to have her child and, like, to be doing her and not really need to look, like, outward. Right. For um, any type of, like, reassurance. I think that is really what attracts Noel to her. It's just that, like, that really could be me. But she's flat. Even her damn not. daughter was just on point. I was like, "You're adorable." I know. Did you she's see so those cute. like French braids? Like they just look so cute. They look right. They're just so I just together. love that mother daughter relationship. And she's like, "Are you mommy's new girlfriend?" Because mommy only lets <laughs> people sleep over if she's serious. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Skylar, okay. you're like ten, and I love it. I love <laughs> that relationship. So we see love. that. But I think this episode for me was a learning, learning for Nola because Nola's learning herself. Mm-hmm. She says she's a pansexual, polyamorous, sex positive. She's an artist. She, you know, she lives in a a, a, a brownstone in New York, which is very expensive. Amazing brownstone. I mean, come on. I'm so like, rent is 
back still up. Still gets a good deal, still though. Still gets yeah, a good deal. Yeah, like, girl, about that deal, I don't know how you're going to be in that Okay, Nola sees a therapist. She has five uh, hustles. So I think this is the episode where she learns herself. Nola, one of her hustles, she picks up a teaching gig where she's teaching kids. And these are kids who come from traumatic homes and they come from bad backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But she's teaching them about art. And we meet Miss Moss, which I had to write her name down because... Her, her name oh, is the way she's I love Rock-a-letta her Moss. person. Rockaletta Moss. 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 I love. And at first, I wasn't feeling Rockaletta Moss, but when Rockaletta Moss sat <laughs> Nola down and schooled her, mm-hmm. because I felt like this episode, she got schooled even when she ran into Greer. Mm-hmm. When she was out with Opals, Opal had to school her. You know, Rockaletta Moss had to let her know. Her oh, mother, because she loses her keys, she locks herself out. And I feel like this is the episode she's trying to cleanse, but she's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you guys feel about Nola being a hot mess? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a good reflection of, like, kind of the confusion she's going through. Kind of like you said, where she wants this validation, but she also wants her independence. Mm -hmm. And kind of having that spill out into all aspects of her life. And, like, now she's locked out. And (laughs) she's dealing with drama at work with Rockaletta Moss. And, you know. Rockaletta Moss. (laughs) Which I did love her, but I also felt like the third person thing was a little distracting from her message. I'm I'm happy that she finally (laughs) asked her at the end. She's like, do you just keep... Oh, yeah. like, so, yeah, like, right. by the way, Moss is like doing the most. We only have a few minutes left, so we're gonna unfortunately we did make it to four, but we're gonna try to speed through four and get to five. Cause I wanna make sure we cover because it was just so much. Right. Yeah. And such in five episodes is such a dope show. But um in this episode, Nola learns about herself and you know, her mom, even um her landlord downstairs, and Opal tells her, Stop making promises that you know you can't keep. Mm-hmm. Gotta get it together, girl. Don't say you're gonna do something when you know damn well you're not and gonna be able to do that's it. That's not the first Sorry. time she's been told that yes. too. Like it's a it's a motif throughout like the five episodes. Right. Her landlord says the same thing. Don't oh promise God, me right. something yeah. you can't keep. And you she's constantly told, like, just don't say it. Like, oh, be accountable no. for your actions. So, Bless her I don't know. I kind Bless of, I kind of didn't see that coming though. Like, I didn't see, I didn't see Opal kind of telling her, "Hey, like this is done." Because I didn't feel like she did anything to merit it. I think this was kind of like a preven- preventative measure on Opal's part from being hurt because mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. saw like a negative yes. behavior repeat itself with her not showing up, and she's like, "I can't invest in someone that has yeah. the potential to hurt." Not just me, but my right. daughter yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to that secure sense of self that Opal has. That like I don't oh, need amazing. you to be a part of me. Right. Like I wanted you to, but if you're gonna be, you know, screwing around, exactly. then I'm good. It is crazy. Her. So <laughs> Noah's cleanse is now over. I think that lasted what two days. Now she's yeah. back on to men again because after uh, Opal had shut her down, and I think she wasn't really expecting that. So she's back to the men, and Jamie pops up, and Jamie gives her some of the best. The best. I want to say the acting was so amazing. <laughs> I felt her passion. <laughs> the best oral sex, I'll say that, where she's crying, but she calls him Mars. I know. I was like, ooh, I savage, savage. Savage. And I said savage, to myself, savage. it's going to get to the point where she's going to, because she's she was already doing that when she was talking, the cinematic things she talked to Greer, she tried to do with Jamie. Like they, she, they just didn't get it. Yeah. And I'm like, she's going to call one of them. Has that ever happened to you guys quickly? Anybody? Have you ever called someone's name by accident? I no. don't recall. Uh, <laughs> I plead no. the fifth. <laughs> right. Never in a bedroom setting. Okay. That would just be bold. <laughs> but I have mixed up a name like once. Yeah. I've done that before. <laughs> done it before in a text message, and the person was like, "Excuse me." I'm like, "Oh, my friend was using my phone." Yeah, I tried you to can, cover it up. You, yeah, you can play it off. Try to cover. But I feel like in the bedroom, I don't know how you can play that, that off. But like in other settings, you can kind of work your way out of it. It is yeah. crazy. So in five, the uh, last last episode for us because we're gonna do part two um, in a few days. But in five, we meet um, Jamie's son, 
we learned that because I thought Cheryl was white, but she's actually a light-skinned black woman. Yeah. And we we get to know Jamie a little bit. We know that he's from, according to him, East New York. He's from the hood. But he sees that his wife, I can see why their problem, their communication mm-hmm. wasn't so great. Mm-hmm. We meet their son, and this is something that's happening today, where mm-hmm. their light-skinned son goes to all part white school, but him and his friends make a rap video with blackface oh, with the N-word on it. So this was also a lesson that, you know. And he had white face. He had the white yeah. face. And his friends had the black face. So and I love how the teacher says to them, my dad marched with Dr. King and yeah. Black Lives okay. Matter. Thank you, Slack again. Uh. <laughs> so I feel like in this episode, we got to learn a little bit more about Jamie and his wife. You get to see them talk a little bit. You get to see his son and his family relationship. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, before we go, I'm so sorry to everyone who's listening. We had to speak through because we had to do five episodes, and After Buzz only gives us an hour, so we're about to wrap. <laughs> but before we go, would you guys like to do quick predictions? Mm. Or would you guys like to say After Buzz? All right, yeah. thank you, After Buzz. <laughs> Instead of predictions, you can say what you look forward to, or what your favorite moment was. We can do that. Okay. Okay. You, you guys go first. I'm I... processing it. I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is a prediction or not because, you know, we've seen the movie and I don't know how much right. it's going right. to go. But I just really want more Mars. I yes. want Mars to have a happy ending in all of this. Just Mars all day. Yes. Yes. In a dream world, I would love for Mars to, like, Mars and Nola to be together. But, like I said, we've seen the movie, so right. we kind of know how that works <laughs> out. But, yeah, I want to see more Mars. Um, I want to see Nola kind of grow a little bit. More Opal because she's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hoping that they get a season two and a season three and they just, they surprise us. Yeah. Where it's not like the movie and I'm hoping for more Mars because he's adorable. And I hope we delve more into Shemega because we learned that she gets the big booty. Oh, yeah. So I would love to see more of that and um, I'm super excited. I hope we see more of uh, Nola's role with the kid. Oh, yeah. Reggie. 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 The whole Lil' Kim changing that she did. I don't know. I think think, like seeing that dynamic play out more is going to show her growth at like into adulthood. That a little bit more. That would be awesome. Well, ladies, it's time to go. This has been an amazing after show. Um, Yeah, I think I said my prediction. That was it. But anywho, you guys can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom. I'm Nakia Monet. Ladies, want to tell everybody they can follow you at? You guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mina Makes Magic. Hey guys, this is Marielle, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Marielle underscore Turner. Hey guys, you guys can follow me on Twitter, Insta, Tumblr, LinkedIn, I don't know. Yeah. Um, at OKDrewJ. Okay, <laughs> and you guys can follow AfterBuzz TV on Twitter, all social media, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes. We're now on YouTube. We have a whole new thing going on, so make sure Everything. you guys tune in. And we will be back next Thursday with the second part of She's Gotta Have It. Leave comments, let us know how you feel, and we'll see you guys next week. Well, in a few days. Peace. <laughs> yeah. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.